How you doing, Rock family? How you doing, Rock family? I hope you enjoyed that spoken word. I was watching that going, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? And, and in this time leading up to our election, we need to be asking questions. We need to be seeking God on how to respond. So I'm so excited about what we're going to do today and next week as we have nine days to the election and we are in a series called Red or Blue, What Would Jesus Do? So uh, before we start, uh, my name is Miles O'Fierce, I'm pastor of the Rock Church. Welcome to church today. I want to welcome all our Fox viewers as well early in the morning here in San Diego. God bless you. And so right now we're going to get on our knees and pray because we need to pray. So let's get on our knees wherever you're at. If you're on your couch, living room, laying in your bed, get on our knees. We need to prepare our hearts for what God's going to say and do in our lives. So let's bow for a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you that amidst all the division and confusion in our country and world, you are still on the throne. And we need so badly to focus on who you are what you have done for us, and what you're calling us to do. We're getting informed from the media. We're getting informed from our friends. We're getting informed from social media. But we need to be informed from the throne of God about the posture of our heart. Prepare us for what you're going to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's get our Bibles out. Let's get your Bibles out. And if you are uh, new to our church, we want to get our Bibles. We want to read from the Bible. It is so important that you have your eyes on God's word. So let's get our Bibles out and the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. We say word because this is the word of God. And turn to uh, John chapter 13. John chapter 13, we're going to start there for a minute. John chapter 13. One of the challenges uh, during this time is that every time you get in a conversation and if politics ever, ever, ever come up, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm guessing this, this is how I feel, people are trying to figure out, are you Republican or are you Democrat? Are you going to vote for Trump or are you going to vote for Biden? It's almost like everybody's trying to position people on one side or the other. And depending on what you say, what news station you listen to, what you think about certain issues, they're trying to pigeonhole you, and once they pigeonhole you, you're either with us or with them. You're either friendly or the enemy. I had made a statement about something, and people were like, he went over to the dark side. Just from one statement, people just jump to conclusions because everybody's on edge. And people want to know how to identify you. So I want to ask you a question. How do people know whether you're a disciple of Jesus. In other words, if I'm, if I'm listening to you, and if in culture people are listening for the cues of whether you're a Democrat or Republican, what is the cue that you are a disciple of Jesus? It's one thing to say, I, I want to vote for this person, that person. It's one thing to say, he is my political stripe. But what about your spiritual commitment? Is it obvious to the world that you belong to Jesus. In this series called Red or Blue, What Would Jesus Do? We're talking about how well, how biblically, how spiritually can you love the people who don't vote like you? I would imagine most of y'all know who you're going to vote for. And I imagine you all got your size. 
That's not my issue here. I'm talking about the kingdom of God now. Let's do a little review. Last week, we talked about was Jesus political? And I said, absolutely, but he wasn't our politics. He brought his own kingdom and he declared himself as the king. There was no election. You can't vote him in and you can't vote him out. And so he said, look, y'all got your politics, but I got my own. So you can either be on my side or you can be on the wrong side. And so we talked about that last week. So, and, and the main evidence that you belong to Jesus is not who you vote for in our election. It is seen in John chapter 13, verse 35. Look what it says, starting in verse 33. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I'm going, you cannot go. So now I have said to you, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you also. You love one another by this All will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. How you are known and how you identify as a disciple of Christ is not by your rhetoric. It's not by your slick argument. It's by your love. Period. It is by your love. Let me read something else to you. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. It says, you have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. You shall love the people in your political party, but hate the ones not in your political party. You heard that. But this is what Jesus said. I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you and those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. In other words, pray for and love the people who are on the opposite side. This is what we will be judged by. This is what we, more than anything, loving God and loving your neighbor that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on, a, on the unjust. You know what? You know how uh, sometimes we'll say, well, how could, you, how could you be nice to them and how could you be nice to them? You know what God says? God sends his beautiful sunset on Republicans and Democrats. He sends his beautiful uh, rainbow and rain and snow and weather and blessings on everybody. And then who are we to say those people are not like me? So this whole series is about how can we empower you, encourage you to love the people who don't vote like you. In order to do that, we are going to need to pray. So today we're going to pray uh, 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 about what's in our heart. We're going to look inward, inward. In other words, how you love people is in direct proportion to how you view yourself and how clear you are about who you are. How clear are you about your own character and how much in touch you are with your own pride and ego. So today we are gonna have three segments of prayer where you're gonna actually pray. We're gonna lead you in some prayer time because if you are going to love people, you have to pray to get, get empowered and that God can do something in your heart so you are able to love with his love, not your love. Now, as we pray these three segments, I want you to notice the presence of God in your life. Please don't just have it be words coming out of your mouth. I want you to notice the presence of God that, that, that you engage in in this prayer. And today's message is called confess. In other words, we are going to confess or agree in the sinful condition of our heart, and we're going to release it to God. So three things. Number one, three things we're going to admit. Number one, we're going to admit 
our inadequacy, which is fulfilled by Christ. I'm inadequate to love like God wants me to love. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. Let me read it to you. Isaiah sees a vision of God, and here's what he says. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up. And the train of his robe, his robe filled the temple, and above him stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, they covered their face. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. That's awesome. That's awesome. And one cried out and said, holy, 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 the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door was shaken by the voice of him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. And here's what Isaiah said. Woe is me. I am undone because I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the king. I wonder how in touch you are with your inadequacy. In other words, if you think you're all that, you probably haven't seen a clear view of who God is. Because when you see how holy and perfect and mighty God is, you see how inadequate you are. We're going to spend a couple minutes praying about our inadequacy and saying, Lord, I admit I'm prideful. I admit I'm impatient. I admit that I'm arrogant. I admit, and I want you to do it as we pray. I want you to notice the presence of God. Remember, the goal is to love people who don't vote like you. The goal is not to win arguments. It's to win relationships. It's to glorify God. So as we pray for a couple minutes here, I want you to notice what God does in your heart. Brandon and Becky are going to lead us in prayer. And I'm, I'm going to be praying for you while you're praying that God does something powerful in your life. All right, family, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray, and then we're going to give you an opportunity to pray with those around you. So let's go before God in prayer together. Yes. God, we come before you, thanking you for who you are. You made us knowing our inadequacies. So, Lord, what we do is we acknowledge that in our weakness, you are strong. Yes. But, Lord, give us faith that we can give you these inadequacies, and you can give us so much strength, so much growth. So, Lord, we lay down our fear, our anger, our anxiety, our procrastination, all these different inadequacies that we have, Lord. And we know that you can give us power, love, and a sound mind for those coworkers, for those family members, for those friends that won't vote like us, that don't think like us, mm -hmm. Lord. We need your love. And we're asking, Lord, that you can show yourself strong in every situation that we feel inadequate. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, God, for always, always being willing to just hear us whenever we cry out in need, Lord. I thank you, God, for the way you love us, the way you give us grace, the way you give us mercy, Father. Lord, I pray for just those moments where I'm selfish, God. I think of myself above the needs of those around me, my friends and family, Father. I pray that in those moments that you just show me where I can be more graceful, where I can be more full of love and, and be more like you, God. Increase my faith, God. I pray for more of you and a decrease of myself. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Family, I know it can be a little intimidating to pray out loud. It yes. can feel a little bit like public speaking. Yeah. So we want to encourage you today. We're even going to put the words up there if you've never prayed before. So go ahead and just gather those around you. Give it a try. Prayer is not about perfection. It's about progress. That's right. That's right. Let's pray. Number two, we need to admit our offenses to God. As we're praying, we have to get to a point where we can look at God. Here's all my junk that I am going to acknowledge to you so you can cleanse it from me. 1 John 1, 8 to 10, it says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us. We're going to go into a, a time of praying confession of sins. In other words, you ever notice how often you, and not other people, you, spend talking about other people? They, they, I can't believe they're going to vote for that person. And if they're Christian, how can they vote for that person? Or that person just talks a lot. Or that person just arrogant. And that person's just egotistical. And that person, you know, just, they just all they think about is money. And that person, all they think about is, you know, uh, trying to be ahead. And they, have, they always have to be the loudest. And we spend so much time talking about other people's sins. But how in touch are you with your own? If you spend a lot of time mourning over your own sin. Not, you don't need to be depressed, but you need to say, you know what? That was wrong. Dear God, I admit that that was wrong. Man, I shouldn't have said that. I admit I shouldn't have said that. And let God forgive you and cleanse you. We just read it that if you confess your sin, he's faithful to forgive and cleanse you of your unrighteousness, your desire, your propensity to keep doing it over and over and over again. I wrote down uh, a month ago 18 things I didn't like about myself, my character, stuff I do, habits. I, I just wrote them down, and I look at them all the time. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I wanted to be in touch with it. And I'm looking at it and saying, God, I, I give this to you. Uh, so we're going to spend a couple minutes right now praying. And I want you to be thinking about your offenses, your sin, your, your bad habits that you're saying, Lord, please, please, Cleanse this from me. Now, again, the goal is how can you love those who don't vote like you? That's the goal. So if the goal is loving people who don't vote like you, you have to deal with your own inability to glorify God through your life. And the one thing that's going to get in your way is your own sin. It's your own pride. It's your own arrogance. It's your own preoccupation with yourself. So if you say, God, forgive me, God's going to show you some stuff about yourself, but he's going to remove it and cleanse it and change your heart. Again, this is not about winning arguments. It's about winning relationships. It's about glorifying God. It's about being surrounded by people who don't agree with you and even can talk to you negatively. You could say, I love you. That is the goal. That is the goal. You're going to vote for who you're going to vote for, but on a daily basis, 
do people look at you and say, they're like Jesus. And the one thing that's going to re reveal your true identity with Christ is not your religious habits. It's a pure heart to which you love people who don't necessarily love you. So let's spend a couple minutes in prayer, and I'll be praying that God does an amazing thing in your life. All right, everybody, let's, let's pray. God, we come before you, and we realize that we have sinned against our brother, against our sister, against you. There's so many offenses, Lord, that we have, but we thank you for the blood of Jesus, mm -hmm. that you forgive us, Lord. And I'm asking, Lord, that you will help us to find ways to get rid of the guilt and the shame that comes along with all of our offenses, all of our sins, all of our shortcomings, Lord. Yes. Because when we hold on to those, Lord, it holds us back from loving people well. Those who don't think like us, those who have different opinions than us, Lord, and our sins get in the way. So I'm asking, Lord, that you will help us to release those things to you, Lord, that we know aren't like you, mm -hmm. and that we know don't align with the fruit of the Spirit, God. Give us a heart like yours, God. And please forgive us for the times where we don't have a heart like you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God, give me eyes to see myself the way you see me. God, I ask for your forgiveness in those moments where I acted, I acted out in anger, mm -hmm. I was selfish, prideful, gossip, everything that hurts breaks your heart, Jesus. I, I just lay that all at your feet and I ask for your forgiveness in all those spaces, Lord. Help me to see those moments clearly, Lord, and to, to remove them from me and to fill them instead with love, joy, peace, patience, yeah. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, Jesus. We want to just love on people the way you do, the way you love us yeah. so incredibly well. We love you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, family, it's your turn. Number three, we need to admit our need, which is fulfilled by Christ. In other words, we have needs of God's power, his presence in order to love those people. We need to tell God, God, I need you. Um, not too long ago, I had to forgive someone that had done something to me that hurt really bad, and I literally had to force myself to drive to the house, get out of the car, and walk to them. And everything in my heart was pulling me away. Everything in my heart was like, it, it was literally one of the hardest conversations I ever had in my life because what had, had happened was so hurtful. And even when I was saying it, the words, it was, I had to force the words out of my mouth. I needed God so bad. And then after I left, I, I had to stop two or three times going home to cry on the side of the road. And I got home, cried even more. It was so painful. I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it by myself. 
Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Guess what that means? I can't do all things if I don't have Christ. There's certain things you cannot do. And so we're going to pray now, Lord, I need patience to love that person. I need humility to love that person. I need grace to love that person. I need forgiveness. I need courage. And so we're just going to admit, God, here's what I need. And again, as you pray, I want you to notice what God is doing in your life. The goal is that you become like Jesus. The goal is that amidst all the conflict in our culture, all the fighting and arguing, that you become like Jesus. So let's go into a time of prayer to admit our need. All right, family, let's pray. God, we need you. We need you so much in every area of our lives, God. And what we're asking right now, Lord, that you will give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear all those different areas of our lives, God, that we are in search of your presence. Because we can't be fathers, can't be mothers, grandmothers, aunts, uncles, without your presence, God. We need you so badly, Lord. And we need you in order to love those, Lord, that are difficult to love. Mm -hmm. There's so many areas in our hearts, Lord, that are hardened towards certain people. And I'm asking, Lord, that you will help us to soften those areas of our heart. And we cannot do it without you, Lord. Give us the strength, give us the endurance, give us the grace, and give us the patience, Lord, to love like you love, to serve like you serve. And most of all, Lord, to love your people like only you can. We need you, Lord, more than ever before. Show up in each of our hearts, God, like only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. God, as Brandon said, Lord, we need you. We need you so much. Our world needs you now more than ever, God. I just, I pray that you help us to, in those moments where we want to act out, where we, uh, we just want to react, Lord, and, and ugliness would come out of our mouths, Lord, yeah. that you would help us to shut our, our mouth and, and that we would have patience yes. and listen more than we would speak, Father, that we would have your heart, Lord, that we would just be reminded of the way you love us, reminded yeah. of the way you have patience with us, reminded of the grace you show us, God, so that we, in turn, can show that to those around us, Lord, especially those that are difficult to be around. Yeah. <laughs> so, God, we love you, yeah. and we just pray for more of you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, family. Your turn. Let's pray. I'm confident that if you prayed with us, I hope that you did, I'm confident that you feel light. You sense the presence of God. You sense the love of God. Here's the trip thing, that God loves you. 
that admits all the junk you just admitted to God, that God was loving you anyway. And that's exactly what he wants you to do to other people. Simple. But there may be some of you out right now, you're saying, listen, I, I, feel, I sense God's presence and I want more. I want God to forgive me. I, I want God to encourage me, give me vision. I want to lead you in a prayer. It's a prayer of surrender, a prayer of salvation, a prayer of consecration, which means set aside yourself for God. You're saying, God, I belong to you. I'm, I'm going to get out of this us versus them battle in our culture, and I want to belong to you. It doesn't mean you don't vote. Go vote. But don't get caught up in that. You're a part of the kingdom of God. And so I want to lead you in a prayer where you surrender your life to Jesus. And that he can forgive you, cleanse you, and fill you with his power. And that you can be his ambassador, his representative, and not the representative of a political party. Primarily. You want to be a representative of the kingdom of God first. So let's all bow our heads and pray. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. And I pray that as all of us prayed, that your presence would be clearly engaged and noticed and submitted to in all the houses and cars and wherever people are watching this right now, that they would acknowledge your presence and be ready to surrender their life to you. And they would say, man, it's so eerie how peaceful they feel right now. And that is the presence of God. The principle on earth is power and control. The principle in heaven is peace and grace. So if you would like to surrender your life to Christ, surrender your burden to Christ, just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I surrender my life to you. I know you love me. I believe you died on the cross for me and rose from the dead. Jesus, I surrender and receive the Holy Spirit in my life. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, text the word SAVE to 52525. We want to help you in your relationship. And I want to encourage you, keep praying. Stay on your knees. We have nine days to the election. And the goal for you is that you will become more like Christ through this. Through the uncertainty that you will start to trust more in Jesus through this process. And as the world that has so much uncertainty and so much division, that your life will become more solid and dependent on Jesus Christ. God bless you.